Welcome to Navigate by World Travel Protection. I'm Claire Johnson, your host for this episode, and today we'll be exploring the medical assistance side of travel risk management. This is the first of a three-part series, and I'm speaking with Dr. Joel Lockwood, Regional Chief Medical Officer of the Americas Region, operating out of our command center in Toronto, Canada. It's a pleasure to have you join us today, Dr. Lockwood. Thanks for having me. Could you begin by telling our listeners about your experience in the medical field? I've got about 10 years of experience in emergency medicine and aeromedical medicine. With WDP, I'm the Regional Chief Medical Officer of the Americas Region. But in addition to that, I'm a staff physician in emergency medicine and a trauma team leader at an academic trauma center in Toronto, Canada. I also work as a transport medicine physician with our large Ontario air ambulance system. At WTP, I manage the team of medical staff, which includes nurses and physicians. What we do is ensure that millions of travelers are able to have safe and enjoyable trips each year. We handle approximately 40,000 medical assistance cases each year, and of those, about 400 need urgent repatriations. In addition to that, I'm a fellow of the Royal College of Surgeons of Canada, and I hold an academic position of assistant professor in the Department of Medicine at University of Toronto. You're one of three regional chief medical officers across the globe for World Travel Protection. Can you share with us how you all work together? Definitely. At World Travel Protection, we have identified that really it's a committee of medical professionals that makes the best decisions. So we have three regions, Europe and Africa, Australia, as well as the Americas, each with a regional chief medical officer who has experience in critical care and acute medicine, as well as aeromedical medicine. All three of us currently work as practicing physicians. We've identified that it's important to have leaders and decision makers who are the most up-to-date physicians, because if you're traveling, let's be honest, you want someone that has been in the trenches and knows a thing or two about modern-day medicine rather than someone who hasn't seen the inside of a hospital for 10 or 15 years. The other thing that this allows us to do is really to provide thought leadership and to ensure that we're providing best practices within world travel protection. We have a process for chief medical officer escalation where we really run cases off each other. And this is analogous to hallway talks that happen in hospitals where a cardiologist might speak to a surgeon about a particular case. And we wanted to have the benefits of healthcare facilities in the medical assistance world and the process by having chief medical officers with regions, I think certainly has allowed us to do just that. Absolutely. And with the experience you mentioned earlier of having 10 years in emergency and air medical medicine, how has that prepared you for your role as the chief medical officer over the Americas region? I think that the past experience I have has really done a lot to provide the experience base and skill set I need to excel at this role. The first thing is that I've worked in a number of different continents, and I think I understand health systems in different parts of the world really well. I've also cared for patients and transported patients over very long distances in helicopters, in planes, and in the back of ambulances as well. And I think that those experiences are very valuable in this type of setting, because I think that I, along with my colleagues, kind of know what to expect. And we can provide advice and get a good feel of the medical situation, regardless of where you are or what your medical need is. Mm -hmm. And diving into your transport medicine and evacuation experience, which, as you said, is very valuable and quite critical, uh, especially for travelers in all sorts of weird and wonderful places. Can we jump into what you and your team do on a regular basis with an example of a medical assistance case and how it was handled? Sure. So first of all, I just want to say that I'm going to change a few details about this case to make it non-identifiable. But 
In the COVID pandemic, there were terrible supply chain issues, as we're all aware. One of the things that came up was a traveler that was in Southeast Asia and had a fall and broke their spine. Now, thankfully, they were neurologically intact, meaning that there was no evidence of a spinal cord injury, but their spine was injured in such a way that they were very precarious and any real sudden movements could have caused complete and irreversible paralysis. They were at a facility that had an appropriate spine surgeon, but because of these logistical issues, they didn't have the surgical equipment, things like screws and rods to be able to fix the spine appropriately. And what they recommended was that we transport the patient a few hundred kilometers away to their sister facility, which had both the facility, the staff, and also the equipment to do the surgery. However, these were over Southeast Asian roads that are very bumpy. And as you can imagine, this was quite a concern for us and a risk that frankly, we weren't willing to take. So sometimes the best transport is one that doesn't occur because we came up with an outside of the box idea. And what we did was we overnight couriered the appropriate equipment that was needed to be able to do the surgery in the first facility, which then was done safely, effectively, and the customer had a great outcome. Perfect. Thanks for that example. Now, there's so much to coordinate and think of in a high pressure and time critical situation like that, like in a surgery or in an evacuation. And you mentioned earlier the importance of continual learning or work to ensure current best practice. How do you effectively work with your team and provider network across the world to ensure everyone makes the right decisions for the patient? One of our strategies for education and continuing medical education is to really bring some of the best aspects of traditional healthcare-based or hospital-based medicine to the assistance world. What I mean by that is sometimes we run things somewhat similar to the way a hospital does. We have regular rounds where we go through cases and we have case presentations where some of our medical team will present a case that they have. Oftentimes it'll be led by me and we'll bring everyone together and kind of ask what they would do in the situation kind of their thoughts and feelings. And I think what that does is it's a good way to bring everyone's skill up. So it allows us to introduce best practices very efficiently. And I think it's a great way to have our staff continually learning. Another thing is we have standard operating procedures, particularly with high-risk cases. So one example that I can bring up that maybe isn't immediately thought is a lot of times travelers travel to relatively resource-limited settings and suffer animal bites, like a dog bite in Mexico, for example, something that we quite commonly see in the Americas region. Most dog bites are relatively minor. Most will get better with antibiotics, but something that can be a problem and can be quite severe if it is there is rabies. Now, that's not always thought of in these smaller facilities or rabies vaccine isn't always available, but with our standard operating procedures built right in, we're able to ensure that everyone gets the appropriate management and that we hold ourselves to a very high level on that. And that's something that we're very proud of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And along with introducing that best practice of having a standard operating procedure, over the past year at World Travel Protection, we've implemented our own clinical governance framework. Now, I know that's a little bit different. So can you say more about what that is and what that looks like? Certainly. At WTP, we really do see ourselves as a healthcare-related company except that our patients or our customers are really travelers anywhere in the world. Now, to be effective clinically, one of the things that we've identified that we need to initiate is a clinical governance framework. What that is, is really a set of guidelines and principles that we use to ensure that we're constantly improving and optimizing the success of the medical advice we provide or that our partners provide. So what we've done really is we've borrowed from hospitals 
that have employed clinical governance frameworks in the past. And we've installed these pillars into WTP to ensure that we're learning from our cases, we're flagging cases, and that we're constantly improving. So far, it's been a great success. We've seen dividends immediately, and I think that it's something that our customers are going to continue to benefit from for years to come. Yeah, definitely. And for those who aren't familiar with healthcare and don't have a healthcare background, could you say more on what that framework looks like in practice and what that means to review flagged cases? Well, one of the things we've implemented is a global clinical case review, which we do monthly. Now, it's something that's kind of akin to medical shows you may have seen where it's in a boardroom and everyone kind of talks about cases. Now, it's not usually the types of cases that we want to pat ourselves on the back for. It's really things that we want to examine in minute detail of how we can improve. So oftentimes, there'll be cases where even though things may have not gone badly, there were opportunities to improve that we can incorporate that into the learnings we have for the future. So what we do is we have all of our medical leads from all three regions, each present a case from their region every month, and we kind of interrogate it and go through it, looking for ways to improve or getting each other's perspectives on how things may have gone a bit different. And this collaboration across the regions, that ties into the hallway talks that you mentioned earlier and the value that comes from communicating and working together. So it not only helps us to be more efficient, but more importantly, it helps to provide the best outcomes for our patients and our customers, right? That's right. And, and I think it's another example of how we want to bring the best parts of healthcare to the insurance world. And this is one of the ways that I think we really can raise the bar for assistance companies everywhere. Yeah, definitely. And another correlation or connection between healthcare and insurance and assistance is being able to provide 24-7 service. So to address that and ensure a true around-the-clock care for our travelers, we've implemented at World Travel Protection what we call a follow-the-sun model. Could you say a bit more about that and why that impacts the care that we're able to provide for our travelers? Certainly. Well, we do have three teams in three different locations across the globe. We're definitely all part of the same WTP family. We've also identified that it's important for us to have people that are as energetic and alert as possible. And that's one of the reasons why we've developed our follow the sun model. The idea with this is that we'll have a command center taking in all the calls from across the globe at their daytime hours and handing it subsequently over to the other command centers. What this does is extremely beneficial to our customers. The first thing is that it avoids night shifts, which obviously we know from a variety of settings, especially in healthcare, where mistakes and errors tend to happen. It also allows us to have people at their absolute best, you know, awake in the morning at their preferred hours, not alone in a command center at night. And I think that that is something that's going to contribute to the success of our company and the success of our relationships with our clients. Great. Thank you. Now, shifting gears to focus on the travelers we support, what are some of the most common medical issues business travelers face and how can they be managed or even prevented? Well, there's a lot of things that do come up. Sometimes there's very common things. Sometimes there's critical things that are thankfully a lot less common. One of the most common things is people not bringing enough of their medications. They've either extended their trip and didn't consider that they might need more medications or they just didn't quite pack enough to take them the whole time through. That can be a challenge because, first of all, drugs that they may have may not be available where they're traveling, or they may have different names. 
Another interesting challenge is that, you know, pharmacies that you may come across in Belize or Nicaragua aren't going to be the same as what you're used to back home. Certainly, there's a lot of problems with counterfeit drugs, particularly in Latin America. One of the things that we at WTP can do to help out is to help find you a pharmacies that are safe and reliable. And if you need a prescription, we can access physicians that have local prescribing rights, no matter where you are in the world, to ensure that these types of problems that do occasionally happen, minimize your trip as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought that one up because that ability to prescribe local medication, it's a factor most travelers don't consider because it's not an issue that they face at home, wherever that is, because they're visiting their local doctor and realizing that that prescription that they have, even if it's current, isn't going to help them if they need to refill it overseas. So now for business and leisure travelers with other long-term or pre-existing health conditions, how can you and your team support and enable their travel? One of the largest suggestions I would give is really to get our team involved as early as possible in any medical assistance case. We can help direct people, particularly vulnerable people, safe ways to access healthcare no matter where they are. That could either be virtually or even in a hotel room. And again, we could help manage medications, simple prescriptions, oftentimes without even visiting a hospital. If the need arises to go to a hospital, we have a global care network, which is essentially a very large database of all of our experiences of every healthcare facility in the world. It truly is unique and invaluable. What that does is it really removes any of the guesswork as far as going to a safe, clean, hospitable healthcare facility, regardless of what your medical need is. And that's something that, again, I would really encourage people, particularly vulnerable travelers, to access through us as early as possible. Great. Thank you. Now, for our last question, what is a final takeaway or tip that you want to share with listeners based on your experience on the supporting end on how to stay safe and healthy when traveling? Well, the biggest thing is preparation. I think that it's important to ensure that you've got your medications, that you're ready for your trip, that you remain well hydrated, but some things you can't really prepare for. And I think that that's where WTP comes in. We can help you regardless of where you are in the world or regardless of what exact type of emergency you're having. And we can ensure that you get the safe and efficient medical care that you need regardless of where you are. It's something that we're open 24 hours a day for and we get great joy of helping people out in times of need. Dr. Lockwood, it's been a pleasure having you on Navigate today. Thanks so much for your time discussing the importance of communication and collaboration in medical assistance. Thanks so much. That's all from us today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow Navigate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for the latest travel inspiration and travel risk management insights. Visit worldtravelprotection.com for past episodes and transcripts and to hear more from our experts. Until next time, goodbye and safe travels.